0: Making the shift from a largely outbound marketing model to inbound can be a daunting task. There's lots of considerations, including gaining executive support and budget to creating a strategy, looking at your systems and how things need to integrate, and the list goes on. Today, I'm joined by Ken Wolcott from Cosina, who will talk about his experience moving to an inbound model and offer advice for those of you looking to do the same.
1: Welcome to Content Marketing Engineered, your source for building trust and generating demand with technical content. Here is your host, Wendy Covey.
0: Hi, and welcome to Content Marketing Engineered. On each podcast episode, I'll break down an industry trend, challenge, or best practice in marketing to technical audiences. You'll meet colleagues and industry friends of mine who will stop by to tell you their stories along the way. My goal is that you leave each episode feeling inspired and ready to take action. Before we jump in, I'd like to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, True Marketing. True is a content marketing agency based in beautiful Austin, Texas, and serves companies focused in technical industries. For more information, visit truemarketing.com. And now on with our podcast. Today, I'm joined by Ken Wolcott. Director of Marketing and Product Development at Cosina, which is located on wonderful, beautiful Long Island, New York. Welcome, Ken. Hi, Wendy. How's it going today?
1: Good. I'm uh, excited about talking to you. This is going to be fun.
0: Uh, I am too. Well, let's start out by you telling me a bit about yourself.
1: Okay. Uh, I formerly trained as, as an engineer. I've spent most of my career in the GI endoscopy space, uh, developing new products for them. So the middle, well, the earliest days, I should say, of my career were spent in engineering. And then I did go back to school for an MBA and moved into marketing. And I'd say the, the last third of my career has been spent on both the upstream and downstream marketing. So... I think companies have enjoyed the fact that I can do technical marketing and they have an engineer that can also do marketing. So I I tend to manage teams of both engineers and marketers.
0: Wait, 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 hold on. You're an engineer that decided you wanted to go into marketing. What's, what's that about? That's pretty uncommon, Ken.
1: Well, it's about following the money. (laughs) (laughs) I think, uh, in, in one of my jobs, I won't mention, it seems that I just kept uh, doing a lot of the roles the marketing person would do, and I was enjoying it. And, um, you know, there really is a, a connection between the two. It's it's about identifying, you know, the customer's needs and, and, and making them happy and being a creative problem solver. So, uh, and I also, I like, guess, a bit of a control freak. So, I do like, you know, marketing where you kind of a general manager for the business. So, Uh, that's, that's where I ended up and I love it. It's, it's an interesting mix. I love being a technical marketer. Um, about two years ago though, I do two and a half. I made a, a career change out of GI endoscopy and I joined my current company, which is Cocina. And as you mentioned, it's on Long Island and they are, uh, a medical components manufacturer. So we, uh, make and distribute these small medical components that um, you use when you are designing uh, in uh, medical devices like lore locks, connectors, tubings, adhesives, that type of thing. So I was actually a customer 20 years ago and I always enjoy the organization. And, and uh, I jumped over there and I run their uh, product development and marketing group here now. So it's been fun.
0: Well, that speaks highly to Casina that uh, you had interactions with them so long ago and remember the company and had such a good experience that you you know join them later on
1: oh yeah they're definitely a marketing company and anybody that's in medical devices knows them from the trade shows because they have uh, basically set up a candy store for engineers uh <laughs> you see their booth it's loaded with goodies it's all types of free samples and that's, that's part of the business model so very very customer friendly organization very, uh, very much a marketing organization as well.
0: So I think it would be great to tell our listeners, uh, this story of how you and I met.
1: Oh, sure. This is, this is a good story. So, uh, for those that you may may appear to be a commercial, no, this is a reality. This, this, this really happened. And this I'm very grateful for the way we met. So, on my interview, uh, I was checking all the boxes where they had, uh, you know, a technical person that knew medical devices, I was on Long Island already, I was an engineering background, knew the company, everything was going great, except my one shortfall was in the digital marketing area. You know, when coming from the endoscopy space, you know who all the gastroenterologists are, you know who the nurses are, and those are the two main customers. But here it was a matter of, you know, how to reach the masses and people that, you know, don't know you and bring the message to them and how do you run an e-commerce site and uh, do all the SEO and PPC stuff that's needed. So I was a little uh, weak in that area because we historically, the companies I work for did not rely on websites to, you know, to sell. Uh, So, uh, I was very, very lucky in that probably two weeks into the job, I had seen uh, an email talking about an IEEE-sponsored uh, presentation on uh, how do you market to engineers and what the market research report showed. I'm like, wow, this is great timing. So I, I brought my team together and we attended the uh, the webinar virtually. And then they said if you wanted to get the full report, go to the site. And the site happened to be true marketing. So little did I know uh, that I was falling into your trap. (laughs) 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 And so I go to the site, I get the report, I sign up. And you only required a few pieces of information at that time. It was very user-friendly. But then I started getting an email here and I started poking around the site. And I'm like, whoa, wait a second. This company is going to make my job very easy. And they, uh, they uh, uh, had all this great content. So I started downloading the content. And uh, little did I know, each time I went to the site, I was being tracked and uh, scored behind the scenes. And then finally, uh, an, an automated email, I would assume, comes up and basically says, you know, hey, do you want to talk? And I'm like, yeah, actually, I do want to talk. And so uh, one of your colleagues and co-founders, I believe, had reached out to me and we started talking. And um, the rest is history. The, the, some interesting thing happened after that. If you want me to keep going, I will. But it's been a relationship ever since. But I, I, I fell into your inbound marketing trap.
0: Oh, gosh. I, I wouldn't call it a trap now.
1: <laughs> you <laughs> hey, yeah, some say- great
0: information, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, I, I think it's it's fun um, being on the other side of it and showing mm-hmm. uh, I, I know at one point in time, I think one of us even showed you what your records looked like in our automation system right. so that you had an idea of just how we were tracking you, what information we received, how we were scoring you. And uh, I think that helps really hit home what inbound marketing is all about.
1: Oh, I was hooked when I saw that. I was fascinated and I was hooked and I said, I need to do this.
0: Yeah. So then, and this was, I think, what, two or three years ago, you started the process of adopting inbound marketing for Cosina.
1: Absolutely. So, you know, when I looked at where my shortfalls were and, and I saw, you know, uh, how impressive inbound marketing can work, discussed this over with, with uh, my boss, Scott Herskovitz. He, he's the president and CEO, and he was a big fan of, of digital marketing and marketing automation. And so he was very supportive and let me keep moving forward and so one of the first things i did was hire a digital marketing specialist and the next thing i did was start to work um, with true and so um, i noticed your tool was hubspot and i did look at many different systems to evaluate a marketing automation tool Uh, we formed a team to really study all the different different uh, software packages out there. And so we're just finishing up our integration on HubSpot now. We have fired our first emails, we've built our automations behind the scenes, set up our marketing personas, and uh, we're ready to uh, blast off in here to uh, full marketing automation mode any, any day now.
0: That's exciting. Uh, but, you know, it, it, it doesn't happen overnight. Right. So um, building this foundation and, and preparing for those first emails, there's a lot of work to uh, to get that piece of it done.
1: Yes. And that's what I would caution any listeners that you really need to uh, do your research, find out what your existing systems are and how well everything will integrate with them. Uh, bring in all the key stakeholders, form a team to review everything. Uh, It it is a um, involved process, uh, especially if you're a well-established company. Uh, We chose HubSpot, even though we use Microsoft Dynamics as our CRM, and there's not a native integration. So we had to hire an integration partner as well. But we knew this and we we knew it would be a challenge, um, but we believed in, in the process. So uh, I'd say at this point, you know, we have we've built the foundation and we have everything working the way we want. And now it's a matter of uh, moving towards, you know, the content and the strategy and how we're going to uh, implement it.
0: Let's talk a little bit about that side of things. So how did you develop a content strategy?
1: Well, I listened to True, for one. (laughs) and. uh, We I swear I
0: wasn't it. digging for a compliment.
1: <laughs> I, we, did, we did come on site and we had some training and we talked about a can, content calendar and, and different options. And I did, you know, plenty of reading in terms of what's important. And I think this word helps too of, of being a customer and, and being an engineer uh, and marketing to engineers in that I thought of it as, you know, what do I want? What do I want uh, to read? I know we have to uh, get people to the site, so I did a couple different things we We partnered with True and we gave them topics and they uh, used their uh, I guess copywriters to uh, come up with some information for you know white papers that you could then carve out and turn into blogs and uh, we also have an in-house um, marketing communication manager who happens to have a past in copywriting so she's been very helpful in generating content we then we always stay current on what's new uh, with the engineers and what are they interested in not just related to components but all issues so one strategy we use is we we look at who is out there that's an industry expert talking about these issues and then we reached out to them directly and, and basically hired them as well uh, to write for us so the the writing portion we have a strategy we like it we're comfortable with it uh, we've and we've budgeted for it and one thing that we've just done in order to, to keep up with what we want to do going forward is actually added another freelance copywriter as well I could remember in one of these training sessions, uh, maybe it was an inbound meeting that HubSpot sponsors. Somebody said, "Don't be surprised if the next marketing person you hire is a copywriter," um, mm-hmm. and I get it um, because you know um, it, it's a very important position to to uh, to fuel this this machine. So that's that's kind of the strategy on the, the written side. We're also developing a video side. If you'd like to talk about that as well,
0: I would. Um, I want to under understand- first understand why video in your mind
1: well video is something that we keep hearing again from the experts in terms of uh, you know what people want uh, especially perhaps the uh, the younger engineers we've seen plenty of surveys that support that they like to learn through through videos and I'm hearing this over and over again and all this is about right driving people to the website and it's about increasing your your scores with Google, uh, improving, I should say, because actually, lower is better, right? And uh, improving SEO and, and creating the website as a resource, not just for components, but as as for a variety of topics. And so, I really want to, you know, prove this out, and, and I think we've identified a way to do it at a reasonable cost. So. Again, not focusing on content that's just related to components, but opening up the you know uh, the variety uh, of content that an engineer might be interested in. We thought, what better way to do it than to approach our media partners that actually have uh, conventions and meetings and, and trade shows, and then seeing whether or not we can't uh, record some of these sessions that are going on. And then repurpose them for our our site. So we've already launched the first six, and we've partnered with a few media partners, and they're going to come up with different formats. So the first format is a long format, 30, 40-minute videos. So we promote them as lunch and learn. So people know that it'll take a while. And you know, sit at your desk, have your lunch, and stay current. And the initial response has been really good. We'll also do 10-minute versions. And we'll do two-minute versions, and we're carving up long tapes. uh, tapes, Tapes—that's an old guy, right? Speaking. (laughs) (laughs) I still
0: say it too. Don't worry, I'm I'm there with you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So we're uh, we're uh, we're cutting everything up into uh, um, a YouTube channel. So we'll have the two-minute teasers on there, and also um, uh, going out to LinkedIn. So between. You know, teasing everybody on LinkedIn and driving them to the site, finding us through YouTube searches, and then uh, it's all an effort to to drive them to the site. Uh, and I, I think it's pretty interesting content. It's it's a large variety. You've got industry experts. If you can't make it to a meeting, or you missed a meeting. You know, it's great right from your own desk. Uh, you just sit there and, and catch up and learn about a variety of topics. So. The goal is that it will do all the things that everybody talks about and how important video is. So I think in terms of the written and the video going into 2020, we've got a we've got a nice strategy uh, we budgeted for it 2019 and we'll monitor it and where we're tracking everything. And then if it's good, we'll uh, we'll keep building on it. 2021.
0: Well, Ken, thank you for sharing those specific ways in which you're putting together those videos and promoting them. I love the idea of the virtual lunch and learn because, to me, it, it, it's like a throwback to the to the lunch and learns on site when you'd have seminars. But it's just, hey, sit at your desk, watch these. You know, carve out the time, uh, encouraging people to to really engage with the content.
1: Yep, um, exactly. You're and and all oh, of this, you can do it on mobile as well. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. And all of this to me shows that you're putting a lot of substance behind building your website to be a go-to resource for design engineers in your space.
1: That's good. um, Fortunately, I have a great team, too.
0: (laughs) That helps. It does help. That helps. Yeah. Um, Tell me, so you, you mentioned you've budgeted for this. You guys are now in execution mode. How will you know if this shift in strategy is successful?
1: Okay, so that is uh, the big question from the president, right? We're going to do all this, we're going to pay for it, and how do we know if it's successful? So we have a lot of tracking in as well. uh, And I think that's nice when you use a HubSpot tool. You can try to track these campaigns and see where people are coming from, how long are they staying on the site, are they going to other pages. So, you know, to list the KPIs, it would be, you know, uh, probably take us an hour because there's Well over twenty, but what we did in 2019 was kind of look forward and say, all right, you know, let's let's track everything now and establish a baseline for you know all the key typical metrics that you would want to see in terms of the e-commerce site and the website and um, things you would think of. And we established the baseline, and then we set some internal goals for 2020 that are actually uh, part of everybody's. Uh, mbo's so we're all going to be tied to this so that certainly keeps your attention nice. on the project right so absolutely so people get something done put it in their objectives and tie it to their compensation right so you know we'll learn this year too about what's important what's not and, and we'll adjust it's a very reasonable yeah. company we're all flexible we're on this together uh it's fun it really is and um uh, we also do things like customer satisfaction surveys. We're constantly doing voice of customer, trying to find out what is it that they want. And so it, it's a series of uh, of checks uh, from the voice of the customer to just getting into the uh, Google Analytics portion of it. And, um, you know, what's what's going to be important is that when somebody types in something, a component, whatever it is that, you know, Casina appears on the first page now i did pay attention to your market research report and it says that engineers will go seven pages deep you know mm-hmm. or they uh they find something that they like it'll keep going and going but our mm-hmm. goal is uh is always uh we come up first page uh you know second pages as well and and so far we're doing a good job at that
0: good well, I imagine with all of this content, you're probably on both pages—both both <laughs> one, three, five, and seven. Yes. Uh, that's that. That would be a great goal, too. Yes, we are. Well, Ken, you'll have to listen to uh, also on our podcast series. We brought on an analyst that works mm-hmm. with digital marketers, and one of his comments was that with today's tools, there are so many things you can measure, and almost becomes. Somewhat overwhelming, but also he he called marketers a little lazy at times in the sense that oh I'm just going to grab what's readily available versus what's meaningful and I know that you wouldn't fall into that bucket, but I just found that enlightening um, and a good reminder that that we have you know certain metrics that are hugely important that tell us whether or not this is working, and then we have other metrics that are more like um, tactical performance tweaking or troubleshooting. Mm-hmm types of things yeah i
1: look forward to that uh, that's good I, well, you know at the inbound they talk about this and, the, and how to be be wary of you know what they call the vanity uh, metrics right, right. It look good right. but it aren't don't really have any meaning so uh-huh. um you know where we have a digital marketing specialist here who just loves numbers and um we recently partnered with a new that's the OPPC company, and they have some pretty sophisticated software. We have our own that we use, but uh-huh. their stuff is pretty high-end and pretty expensive, and we're tapping into that as well. So we're, we're excited about that, and um, you know, having the right partner for that is, is helpful as well. There's only so much you can do in-house, even with a big group. I, I think our marketing group here is, is uh, about 17 people. I think that's pretty big, at least for the size of the company. Uh, Mm -hmm. Then we rely on on companies like yourself uh, to supplement it, you know, the external copywriters and the uh, SEO PPC experts. And um, uh, we're excited. It's it's moving along. We believe in this content strategy. Uh, It's fun. Uh, We're going to do other things too, though. I haven't spoken to you about this, but we want to do other improvements to the website. You know, what are the other tools that an engineer would look to uh, mm-hmm. on my desktop? Is, you know, uh, I'd always have conversion calculators. All right. So maybe we need to add that to the site. Uh, things like that as well that uh, will contribute to so look for that in the future. us.
0: OK, some interactive tools. Great. That's another trend of, mm-hmm. of what in- engineers like to see and utilize on websites. And of course, companion apps are also a, a nice thing. I remember you have one, don't you? A, we have two. A useful, mm-hmm. yeah, a few.
1: Yeah, we have a digital caliper app, and we do have a uh, conversion app as well.
0: Uh-huh. Good. Well, Ken, so for those of, uh, those of our listeners who haven't yet made the shift to inbound, you just give some high-level advice on what to expect or where to start based on the experience you've just been through?
1: Yeah, I think a lot of it, uh, again, it depends on the size of your company. So uh, if you're small and you may want to look at a turnkey solution, like like HubSpot offers a customer service module. They can do web hosting uh, along with the marketing automation tool. And that's nice when they all talk to each other. And, um, you know, a lot of these, there's other companies in HubSpot, there's Marketo and whatever, and they, uh, they're all similar. So uh, the issue really becomes when you're larger and, and the tie into your CRM and perhaps into your website, and you really start to, I'd caution you to, you know, take a path of perhaps the easiest integration. You have to get your IT people involved. There's, there's no doubt about it. So form the make a multi-function team, right? Multi-discipline, and then bring these people in. Talk to them. Study everything closely. And uh, I think the, the the selection of which tool is, is very very important. And um, and you have to be willing to budget for it. So now with the tool in place, you know you you can't get lazy, right? You have to develop. A, a content strategy and be able to budget for that as well uh, and um, and I'd say some of the, the tips I offered today might might make people's lives easier right look look for the industry experts look for the hot topics where is it going when's the next update on let's say the EU MDR issue going to be out that you know maybe engineers are concerned with uh, whatever the topics are whether it's ISO or changing regulations uh, Try to just stay current yourselves, right? Stay on top of it. Partner with an agency if you need to, and uh, or, or go out and find the industry experts yourself, so that you know you're not burdened with trying to generate all the content yourself. Would be would be, my, be my advice.
0: Well, there's no laziness over at Cosina. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you, we you guys we love, have we love
1: marketing. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Action
0: oriented Ken over here, keeping keeping things moving.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fun.
0: Uh, well, thank you so much for for joining me today. And if um, if a listener wants to learn more about Cosina, where can they go?
1: Sure, easy. Cosina but it's got an atypical spelling. It's Q O S I N A dot com, and we love your feedback.
0: Great. All right. Well, thank you so much, Ken.
1: You're welcome. Have a great day.
0: You too. Visit contentmarketingengineer.com for notes and resources from today's episode. While there, you can subscribe to my blog, which will keep you up to date on new episodes and other resources for building trust and growing your business with technical content. Thanks and have a great day.